welcome to Fresh Death Comics, the podcast. I'm your host, B. Luke. I have Amy with us. Hello, Amy. Hi, B. Luke. How has your week been? It's been a couple of weeks since we've done an episode, but we did the Trificon episode, and it's, that's the last time we've heard from you. So how I you know, been? I know. I need, well, I needed recouping <laughs> after our adventures because uh, that was tiring, if nothing else. Um, just so many steps. I think I hit like 13,000 steps on every day of the con, so no wonder I was tired. It's a lot of walking. So it's that's a why lot I said of if, you, if your foot is broken, it's not the best place. I uh, saw the doctor. So glad I used the wheelchair because oh, yeah. they said my foot is comparative to jello at this point. Yeah. She says it's it's like jello. It's just waiting to hard, so just keep it in the boot for now. It's just hardening. And I'm like, I'm so glad I wasn't pushing it walking on the foot. I yeah, I think you pushed j- it more than I would have been comfortable with on Friday, but you know, nobody tells Brian <laughs> how to Brian except Brian. Because well, I mean, because what happened is what I was afraid was going to happen. It was someone's going to say something, and because people are just, and the more I sure. thought about like, there's a deleted scene from that where I just went off on the guy because I was like, oh, I don't like the way it sounded. But the more I think about it, the more the thing that makes me the most upset is at a Comic Con are not people who are fit. There's not Bradley Martins. There's not these chiseled Brad Pitt people who are in shape. Yeah. They're all fat asses who can barely run as it is. And I know I could take any one of them in any kind of sport. Well, I mean, he was obviously scared when you stood up because he beelined right away. <laughs> I know. So that, I think that's what upset me the most is like, it, 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 it was like You're this, at Comic-Con, bro. What do you expect? What like, type of physique are you really expecting? <laughs> exactly. And I, I think that's what bothered me the most is this guy with all he could like say something. And I'm not in a wheelchair because it's easy. I find it harder to get oh, around. Oh, it was. I thought it was harder. So uh, it's not a luxury of look at me, guys. I can do it. It was so much harder. Yes. I, Next year, foot broke. Not gonna do it. So that, that's my good news. I yes. guess is that, that my foot. We're gonna get your foot is made of Jello. Yes. Don't go eating it unless you have whipped cream, which I think that'd be okay. Sorry, I'm not Quentin Tarantino. I'm not in the feet. I think feet are the grossest things on the planet. Yes. So, so we, we promised everyone we're gonna finish up the season finale of Secret Invasion, and we just got done watching it. Yeah. And I, I have to say... What First is, impressions. I'm so fucking disappointed. <laughs> right? I'm like, I'm like, I'm so glad I didn't rush out to do an, uh, an episode last week because nothing happens. Everything I know it's going to happen, happens. I predicted the whole episode and it was just infuriating watching the whole thing happen. Yeah, literally from, what was it, episode two? Basically, you were like, you're going to do sco- Super Scrolls. Look what happened. They did Super Scrolls. Uh, we start out the episode with Fury going to go break into the hospital because he's going to tell the president the truth. All of a sudden, Gravix kidnaps Nick Fury, and they then decide to have a conversation. And at this point, it looks to me as Fury's given up. He just he lays down like he's going to take – I thought he was going to take a nap. Yes. He a lay- long dirt nap. A permanent nap. I thought he was going to die, honestly. But what's cool is, like, I know Samuel L. Jackson. Like, I feel like I've seen so many movies. Like, you get to know an actor. So when he was doing his 
the acting, I was like, man, this is over the top. Like, what kind of fucking cough is that? Right. Like, he does his cough like he's just done the biggest bong rip in the world. And I was like, did he? I was looking for smoke. I, I was very uh, confused. <laughs> just didn't believe anything he was saying. No. And it turned out that he was a, he was the scroll. He was uh, Amelia Clark's character. Oh, it was Gaia. Yeah, Gaia. I don't know their. I just know their actual names or their characters or nothing. So now she's a super scroll with everything, and so is Gravik. So they do a whole battle and fight. And Amy, I don't know if it was just me, but did you ever feel like there was any stakes to that fight? Like it felt like it was just so fake. Well, I mean, felt like it was the lowest stakes possible for that fight because she was like, "You killed my mother. You killed my father." And we know, like, she didn't seem to, it didn't seem like she was, like, bringing the vengeance. No, it, it never felt like, like, when Wolverine gets into Berserker mo- mode, you're like, whoa, when Hugh Jackman does it. Or yeah. When you've seen the comics, you're like, whoa. But now, it's just, I, I just felt like she was just going, like, everyone was just going through the motions in this episode. That's all I felt. Mm-hmm. I completely agree. It felt very hollow. We never got answers of the way, like, when was Rhodey taken? Yeah. You see that he can't walk, so it must have been after, so my guess is... Or was it, or was he walking, and we just couldn't see it? All the soldiers were carrying him out, like, when he got out of the pod. Yeah, but I mean... He's been gone for a long time, and he True, but I, I also thought that maybe that had something to do with how long he had been in... Held captive. We don't know, and that's my problem. Is the last episode like did his did was his um, inability to walk due to uh, the accident that happened in Civil War, or was it due to him being a scroll for so fucking long, or him being underneath this spell for so fucking long that his body just forgot how to function? There's a thought about Iron Man Two. It could have happened because he just pops out of nowhere and he's like, "I got control of this suit." Or we talked about with Terrence Howard. Mm-hmm. Like, yes, like I maybe... still think that would be amazing if they were like, oh, he, he, he changed into a scroll between Iron Man 1 and 2. Yeah, and, that, and, the, the, and the scroll messed with his own DNA. Yeah. I don't know, it made him look like that. That would be the best backwards like Band-Aid, honestly, but they're not going to do it. They're called No Prizes, fun fact. So in, in the Marvel comics... When you read something and it was some kind of plot hole, and you're like, "This is a plot hole. You why'd you do this?" People would write in and go, "Hey, this is why it's like this in this page," and Stanley would give you a give you a no prize. He goes, "Congratulations for solving this mystery for us. Here's your no prize, like N O prize." Yeah, like no prize. N-O. Like you don't get a prize. Yeah, it's a no prize. <laughs> He's never going to send you something, but you got the no prize. <laughs> that's kind of brilliant. That's that's like the ultimate fuck you. Congratulations, you won. What did you win? Nothing. I, I think it's great. It is brilliant. I didn't know this. I, I was today years old when I heard about the no prize. Secret Invasion. And, and then it just ends with Fury's talking to his wife, Vera. And he's like, she's like, do you love me or do you love... The face I'm wearing. Valid question. And it made me think a lot because it's a. I, I feel like there, there's this there's this thing with women is they're always wearing makeup and what do they look like without the makeup? 
do you love that person when they don't have any makeup? Because mm-hmm. I don't. I, I, and it felt like it was. I was a very question. Like, do you love me with for my soul? Was the question right in her true un unfiltered form, essentially? Her 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 natural state. Yeah. So that seemed like an odd question, but then is I, it really? Because yeah, you bring up a really good so point. Long. They were married for so long. Like, was she in a human skin this whole entire time and never changed out? Yeah, we don't know. I wonder if maybe that was the case. Maybe that's this relationship impasse that she was ultimately asking him. Like, if I decide to stop being the person that, like, you want me to be or expect me to be I'm tired of being that person I need to be the real me in a way it's almost like I would assume like a a a trans relationship like if someone's coming out as trans because that impacts the relationship at the same time they're showing their true form yet somebody's really so fixated on what they used to be defined as that's a really good point I never even thought about that that wow to you. Mic drop. <laughs> I, I, that's, a, that's a very well good. Uh, that's a very well point, and I guess for the end, like, that's the end scene. That that's kind of saves, saves it. But in the same time, I think your question of whether or not this could have been a movie or should have been a TV series, it should have been just a movie. It would have been it, short, quick, to the point. I a thousand percent agree. I it felt like so many whole episodes were just padding. Or drawn out, or were just like somewhat redundant. <laughs> like, well, like as much as I love Ben Mendelsohn and Nick Fury, we asked ourselves how many times can they do basically the same scene of them sitting in in a place together talking. Well, joke was on us because the answer was not for by very much longer. Correct, and I, I and I wonder like if we saw a movie, we would have gotten one. We would have been like, man, I want so many more, and you realize no, you don't. You wouldn't no. be fine with one. Yeah. The point was made with one. It was like deleted scenes after yeah. that. I guess my real question is, what was the benefit for them releasing this as a mini series, as opposed to a film? I don't feel like it enhanced the storytelling and or the story in any way. Correct. When you get done with the series, usually you're left yourself with some questions of like, "Ooh, I want to see what happens next," and I didn't get that from there. You want to know what my immediate reaction was? What? An eye roll and ugh. Like, that was honestly, I was like, okay, great. So we're just not going to answer everything. This is just, this whole series is a bridge, basically, to something else. So another yeah, Marvel property. I, I thought maybe it was going to connect to the Marvel's movie that's coming out. Yeah, that would have made year. more sense. And I was like, nope, that that's not that. This is just... I don't know what this was. It was just a, it was a, if you like Samuel Jackson, wanted to see him as Nick Fury, it was a Nick Fury miniseries is really what it was. But it wasn't even like really him doing his best Samuel Jackson work. No, it was Mr. Sit Down a lot. Yes, it was. It was almost like a clip episode. He was like sitting there talking <laughs> about his favorite episode. Remember that time? You know, you, you know, when you first came here, we were best friends and we went to Dairy Queen. We both got a hot dog. That was amazing. All I'm picturing is like this, but set up like Golden Girls style. Like they show the picture of the outside of the house and they're like, 
Blanche, you were too, you were too loud having sex last night. And it's like that. So who's the golden girl? <laughs> Samuel Jackson is Dorothy. Okay. He's the straight man. Ben Mendelsohn. No, Olivia Coleman is Rose because she's a little out there and, but don't underestimate her because she will surprise you. So okay. she's Rose. I would say Ben Mendelsohn is Blanche, <laughs> which is really funny because at one point Dorothy tells Blanche, in this case, Nick Fury tells Talos, eat dirt and die trash. And if that doesn't sum up their relationship, I don't know what does. Now this is just a mini. Let me just make a what if. What if? What, what, what if, if Secret if, Invasion was the was the Golden Girls? <laughs> what if Secret Invasion had ended differently, and they all just retired together, and they just got this house, and Ben Mendelsohn is there just making eggs, making eggs, and they're all sitting at the Thank <laughs> be you a friend. I'll get the cheesecake. <laughs> I'll get the ice cream. I think my problem is it had no connection to the outside world. It was just a Sam's... There was, like, no stakes to the rest of the MCU. Other than they killed Maria Hill. Yeah. That was probably... There were, like... Maria Hill's dead because of this, and you want to know why you have to watch Secret Invasion. So yeah. That's I, it. I, I, so they can make a bullet point. Yeah, I just... I don't like it. So, I don't either. So we've been finding out a lot about the actor strike, and, like, we've been figuring out what we can talk about, what we can't talk about... One of the weird areas is Power Rangers is technically on the table because it's not part of the they're not part of the writers or actors strike. They're they are not part of any of the guilds. Why is that? They just never is it because they 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 don't use original scripts because they all cut they all just reducing Japanese footage. Okay. So the new Netflix movie that came out this year, the once and always Ranger, is one of the very few writer protected under the writer's guild mm. and they filmed everything themselves all the fighting it was it was all original footage and i wonder if that's what makes the cut i i for i know i've heard that the japanese footage is part of the why because it's reused footage of something oh else. okay like they're not really original stories they're just taken from the super sentai mm. version and then made into american mm. so I was like, oh, but at the same time, I don't want, because I don't know what episodes we can and can't talk about, because there's a time when Disney owns it again. Okay. And there's a time when I, I don't know of any, and, and I don't know what seasons I can and cannot talk about and be in the writer's group. But then there's things I'm finding out, like maybe we should talk about these shows that aren't scripted, because we'll find out. Like, maybe this is the example of why the writers are fighting so hard. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, for example, I wish I could play it, but I'm afraid of getting ca- copyright strike by them. But I ha- – like, Zordon, David yes. Fielding, was paid less than $1,000 for his voice for Power Rangers. And it's on all the merchandising. There's toys. I have a communicator that you press the button and Zordon's voice goes, Rangers, report to the command center. Yeah. Like, he got zero money for that. And I think that's maybe why writers and stuff, they see this happening, and they go, oh, my goodness. I he, he His face, like, when you think of Power Rangers, and you look at the face of Zordon, and you realize he got, and he sat in a booth that he said one day of lines, and they just reused the same lines all the time. Right. 
They just basically made him say all kinds of things, and they just worked in his words. Yeah, and then they never brought him back. They never paid him. They never cut him another check. They never did anything else with him. They just got what they needed, and they duplicated it to their liking and used it to their whims, which is sounding to me an awful lot like what they are trying to do with actors. But look at all these rangers who have... I, I, I there, there are the few exceptions. Uh, Johnny Young Bosch would be an exception. Mm-hmm. But all the rangers who were Power Rangers and their merchandising goes for so much money, how much do the actors get? Because they all talk about how they don't have any money. They had to start up a, a dojo studio. They yep. had to start this up because they had zero money. Austin St. John, the original Red Ranger, goes on to become a medic and goes off to the Middle East. Like... There was no money in Power Rangers. They mm-hmm. had to go do other things. And I'm like, there has to be something that protects these writers. Because, like, I don't know. I, I, really, I really love Power Rangers. And I'm just hearing all the terrible stories. Like, I know some of the things you don't know. Like, we yeah. got done with Ninja Storm. Oh, God. And you noticed, one of your questions to me was, Brian, how come you don't have any toys for Ninja Storm? And that's because we have another Red Ranger dilemma. Are you, are you ready Shane? For yeah. My boy Shane? Your oh, my boy, God. Your boy Shane. What? My okay. boy Shane. So I will tell you what is in the court documents. Oh, my God. There's court documents. Oh, yeah. And then I will tell you maybe <sighs> the real side of it. <laughs> Shane was the Wind Ranger in Ninja Storm. And after the series was done... Apparently, he got into heavily alcohol, and okay. he was drinking a lot, and him and his wife got into an argument, mm. and he started punching her in the face and dragged her across, oh my God. Um, across the restaurant there, yelling and screaming and punching her. And so, cops are called. There's a restraining order, and a month later, or not a month later, it was a little time later, he actually kills himself. What? Yeah, he he commits suicide. His side of it is that he never attacked her. It was defensive. Yes. Like, she was throwing fists at him, and he grabbed her while she was spitting at her, and he was like, you know, he he didn't do any of this. And being from that side of when a woman can just say whatever they want... Yeah. ...makes me kind of feel sorry for Shane... That's fair because of what you've been through in life. Um, I I feel like that's a a very fair point of view that is valid um, because we're so, in general, quick to jump on. uh, Somebody said this, and and I mean, I know instances like that woman who lied about her own kidnapping. So many people started backing her and jumping on her, like, how dare you question her? And then it comes to find out. She made it all up. Like, we're everybody's so quick to jump on a side of things. So, I think your reminder of that is something very important nowadays. And when my court thing got approved, like, I went to the judge and I was like, Judge, this isn't like we went to court. And the judge was, I told him the truth. I was like, She's lying. Like, this stuff didn't happen. Or she's twisting it. That's not exactly how it happened. Mm -hmm. He was like, Nope, you're guilty no second thought and all I could think about and I went into the same dark place of like maybe I should end it yeah 
and it wasn't for my friend Alyssa, it probably would have. Yeah. So I just, I feel for Pua. And so part of me is, that's why I didn't know when to tell you this. Because the, apparently I, didn't the, want, I didn't want to ruin it on why we're watching Ninja Storm. Because I really liked him. Yeah, and I really like him too. And I'm like, it, it's, you know, and I know he was dealing with alcoholism. He said he was. And so when alcohol is involved, does your story change? Like maybe he did do it. I don't know. And I just, I think of all, recently all these range, like Pua and Jason David Frank now have committed suicide mm-hmm. after their wives have done stuff. It, it just kind of seems suspicious to me. Like, is it a Power Ranger curse or is there something else going on? I mean, I don't know. I mean, that's two Red Rangers that are now no longer here. Maybe it's just a Red Ranger curse. Oh, yeah, and then Austin St. John got in legal trouble, yeah, too. Yeah, so. that's still... He's still facing that. Like, what about not Billy Zane? Is he okay? Has anybody checked on him lately? I don't know. I don't From think, Lost Galaxy. I, I, don't, I, I don't remember if... I, I, I don't know. I don't, keep, <laughs> I don't like Lost Galaxy that much, so I don't keep up with... I don't like Kendricks. It's the only person I like. There's... And, um, excuse, uh, Reggie, Reggie Roll. Reggie Roll is good. Oh, he's, he, he was, white he was, people. He, was, <laughs> he, he made like he's the reason why I wanted to get the power, the time, the, the wild force figures. I didn't want to ruin Ninja Storm that way, but I was like, man, maybe there's something like when like he did all this work for Power Rangers, and like you go on eBay now and you try to find Power Ranger Zords, and you see them selling for hundreds of dollars. <laughs> Hasbro is coming out with all these Power Ranger figures. Do, no, does no one gets any of this money? These actors for their faces. Yeah, that's that's something that I actually kind of want to ask you about because I now I imagine I I flip through the comics once or twice when you've had them when you're showing something to me especially when there's a kitty involved, because uh, they do use their like the original actors likeness in the books. Oh, in the book, yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's actually them. They they call them them, but they have the rights. They don't have to pay them. Which I think is so odd because they're still making money off of this actor, but they're no longer getting paid, but they're still using their likeness. There have been, like, Jason David Frank, so when they did the story of the evil Tommy Ranger, so um, there's a story in the comics called Shattered Dimensions um, where... Tommy decides that he's going to stay evil and that he needs to take out all the other universes where he exists, that he's good. So he goes back in time to go after his younger selves and he's just, and he has to collect all the morphers Mm -hmm. from every season so that way he can make the master morpher and control the grid. Okay. The mission. Okay. And so, this whole story is building up and Jason David Frank really jumped into the role of like, Hey, I love this. This is great. And he kind of endorsed it. Mm -hmm. So, and I, I don't think he got any money from it. He was just as a fan of, Hey, look what they did to my character and made me even cooler. Cause now you have comic books. He was signing technically. Right. So it's just, that was just something that I've been thinking about because they're based, they're essentially basing, art 
off of a TV show, which they got reimbursed for, to be on, but the the brand of Power Rangers is still profiting off of it as a whole. Correct, and, and that's why I, d- I don't know how the writer's strike works with stuff like this. Um, I, I, I almost would wonder other brands, such as Doctor Who, when they use David Tennant right. as their property, do they get money from that? Uh, Orphan Black had had a whole series. Mm-hmm. Um, the Michael Keaton Batman story, a continuation. Oh yeah, of, Batman eighty nine. Yeah. Yeah. What if that Batman had continued? Did Michael Keaton and Billy D. Williams get money from that? I mean, I think those are all very good questions. Um, I just I, I, I never, haven't heard I anybody really talk about, about that. it. I, yeah. I, I just assumed like because Power Rangers isn't part of the union that this is how they're treated, and I think maybe this is an example of how. This is what the future looks like if we don't get a handle on this. Mm-hmm. Is all of a sudden we're going to get all this merchandising and they can do anything they want for two seconds of their face. Yeah, yeah, because they bring you in, they scan you for two seconds, and then they don't have to ever see you again. They've got what they want. They have it in perpetuity and can use it again at any time. I... Yeah, so I think I think it's a good example of what's what's in store, what they're fighting for. Power Rangers is kind of the the blueprints of what their future could look like. Yeah, and this is why I want to bring it up because I haven't really heard us talk about it before or really something like it, um, especially in the crossover of TV and comics. But if we don't talk about this stuff now, we're never going to address it. Yeah, it never, no, no one ever talks about it. We keep everything silent. Everything becomes secret. So, Amy, Kamala Khan is dead. We did a podcast all about the death of her. We did a funeral about her. Yeah. In the time since that episode came out, we did a Trificon video. It was only about Trificon. Mm-hmm. And now this episode. Kamala Khan is back. <clears throat> Ms. Marvel's back. She, she, she came back during the Hellfire Gala. Um, apparently she is a mutant now. Yeah, yeah apparently. Um, the, the explanation they gave was <laughs> that she was a mutant all along and mutants don't find out they're mutants like until they hit puberty. That's when the X gene takes effect and they become mutants. So because Kamala was hit before she hit puberty... She was. She also had an inhuman gene, so she, that's how she became an inhuman. So we don't know what her X Men power is. Fun fact. It's just hey, congrats! It's a X Men. And, and there was this whole fight between Inhumans versus X Men. It was a whole event. Yeah. Like the they made a thing where the Terragon Mist actually kills any mutant who comes near it. Okay. And the fact that she's okay, like it, it, it was just some real. Real no prizing over there. <laughs> that happened. I actually have a question. Okay, sure. Shoot. I, okay, so I know that the show came out years ago, and I don't know anything else, but I, I guess I just don't understand what the difference is between a mutant and an inhuman. So back when Stanley first did the comics, the Inhumans were other special powered people that lived in Him- Himalayans, mm-hmm. and that's where Black Bolt comes from. And I know Medusa. Lockjaw. 
Yeah, Lockjaw is from there. Uh, and so the Inhumans were just like this kind of like the civilization located in the Himalayans. And then once they meet the Fantastic Four, they're like, you should come into the real world and see, you don't need to hide yourself. And then they discover like, oh, we don't want to live here. We want to go live somewhere else. We got to find our other human friend, family. Because humans are kind of like aliens as time went on. Okay. And that was just kind of how they were. They were just in another class. There wasn't people born with inhumanisms. They were just them. Those were the humans. And then Fox Studios was doing the X-Men movies. And they were like, hey, Marvel goes, hey, we want to um, introduce these other characters. And they said, oh, no, any character you introduce, Fox owns the rights to that mutant. Oh. So, like, you'd have to get permission from Fox, like, create new, new mutants. So they do this thing called No More Mutants. They get rid of mutants. Okay. And it starts getting really, really hankering of, like, oh, you, you want to keep pushing and putting out X-Men movies and not including Marvel, giving us any money ties or help being part of our universe. There was a huge fight that they finally decide, you know what? We're just going to get rid of mutants. And instead of... In, we're just going to have people calling humans. And as Tarragon Miss is going to come and turn people into superhowed people just like X-Men. So basically, it was X-Men just called in humans. Was literally what it was. It's just mutants labeled as inhumans. Yes, it's really what it was. It was them getting away there so they could create all these, like, mis... If the inhuman thing didn't happen, the copyright thing, maybe Miss Marvel would have been a mutant. Okay. If this whole thing didn't happen. Okay. But because of that, they were like, oh, here's this new idea for a mutant. Like, they were throwing all these new heroes and calling them, oh, they're inhumans, they're inhumans. And then now with the whole Fox-Disney merger, they own the rights again. So now with them doing whatever X-Men, they could do any characters they want. They could do anything they want with X-Men now. There's really no need for Inhumans. Yeah. So they had a thing, event, Donny Cates wrote it, called The Death of the Inhumans. Okay. Where he just went and murdered, murdered all, all the of them. Inhumans. You don't say. Yeah. <laughs> it was great. Seems very odd brand for Donny Cates. He was just murdering everybody. <laughs> Folks, I'd like to take the time to tell you about We Transfer. We Transfer has been an integral part of Fresh to Death Comics. We've been using it for, well, darn near six months now. And we use it reliably, at least three times a week, if not more, to upload videos between myself and Brian. This way, we don't have to worry about codecs or anything. We can just upload it and download it, and it makes making the show a heck of a lot easier. So thank you, WeTransfer, for being so easy to use. And for not having a limit of more than two gigabytes on it, that is appreciated. We transfer. We transfer here. So that was just kind of where we were with the Inhumans. That was just there. Now that they have the X-Men rights, the X-Men just been doing their things. There's no more Inhumans. Like, they kind of made no more Inhumans. <laughs> I just think it's odd because they definitely wanted to make sure that they called out that she's an in inhuman and also a mutant. Yeah, she had both of them in there. 
that that's what they wanted. They they wanted to kind of erase the Inhumans, but still have the copyright on Inhumans. I guess I, I, I don't I don't know what they're doing. So in between that time and now, Spider Man came out, where Spider Man's now apologizing to Kamala because he killed her, and she doesn't remember why because the X Men is the last save state, mm. so that she doesn't get to see her death. It's from whenever they last saved, and they don't really say when she last saved, so. It could have been like a year ago, Kamala. It could I have. Guess. Well, no, she knows she was working with Peter, mm-hmm. so it had to be within the last couple of weeks, maybe. She's like, she's missing time of her life. That's for sure. Right? Wouldn't you be concerned if you were missing like two weeks of your life? I would. That's what the X Men books kind of deal with: is this whole, like, how did I die? What happened? Like, someone killed me. So, Peter Parker says he's sorry to Kamala, and. Sorry for murdering you. And then he does the most on Spider-Man thing I've ever seen. <laughs> he reveals himself to her. Yes. Which his whole model is he can't reveal himself to others because once they know who he is, he'll then put his life in her life in danger again. But she's already died. Like the worst has already happened to her. So maybe that's why Peter felt that he could have like Well, a... he felt so responsible. Yeah. So th- this book where this Kamala story was only like a couple of pages. It's a whole, it's a $10 book. It's outrageous because there's only like so much actual story. So there's this whole wedding between Randy Robinson and Janice Lincoln, mm-hmm. who her father is Tombstone. Like he's a villain. Okay. And so basically Randy's di- going to be marrying a supervillain. Okay. Because her daughter's also a supervillain. Oh, okay. It's Blue Beetle. I forgot. I forgot to mention that. Oh, okay. Like, maybe I should have mentioned that on the rundown. I, I, just, I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't know what spoilers, what's not, but like, ha, like just a small portion of the book was about the wedding and that whole thing, and then the rest of the book is all preview events of what's going to come later this year. <laughs> and I was I was pretty stoked for a couple of them. Uh, Speeder, Superior Spider Man. Mm, yes. The Doc Ock story, like, he, he wants to become Spear Spider-Man again, so he's going to go kill, kill Peter? Again, like, apparently. What's he going to do? He's going to moita him. They're really leaning into the Spider-Boy story, and I don't know if I like Spider-Boy yet. Yeah, I'm uncertain. I I am, I got mixed feelings on him. So the Spider-Woman story was pretty interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was kind of shocked that that's where they're going to introduce of what this whole series is going to be. Yeah. Is, uh... She's searching for her baby, Jessica Drew. Like someone stole Jessica Drew's baby. Like that's. I remember you mentioning this, and um, Jessica Drew also showed up this week in Captain Marvel: Dark Tempest. But she was calling everybody from the Avengers to the X Men, but it was to help Carol. And you were like, oh, because she was calling, like, right? Because she was yeah, calling. She, she's, the- calling, she's trying to figure out, like, she's contacted all the superhero people, see if they know. She, like, it opens up with her, like, busting into the bar with no names and, like, kicking ass and being like, where's my baby? Yeah. There was no mention of that, but it was interesting that there were, she was frantically contacting yeah, like, fellow wh- heroes in both. What happened? Like, it. I'm very interested. I want, I'm gonna. I'm, pro- I'm gonna read that series. I think that one. Uh, you were like, "What is this new horror, spider horror thing in the back of the book?" Yes, I was. And I, I was excited 
because that is Spider-Man reign. That was a Spider-Man story told about a futuristic Peter Parker, mm-hmm. one where he, he kills MJ. Oh. Would you like to know how? Yes. I would. This is why the podcast is no longer for kids. Okay. So, how does Spider-Man become Spider? How does Peter Parker become Spider-Man? He gets bit by a spider. Radioactive a spider. spider. So his blood is radioactive. Yes. All of him is radioactive, including his semen. So every time he and MJ got together, his semen re- was uh, radioactive and gave her cancer and she died because wow. of that. She was murdered by his cum. Literally. Literally murdered by his cum. Wow. Well, that's not a phrase that was on my bingo card for today. But here we are. <laughs> I know. That's why when you were like, what is this? I was like, you, this is one of my favorite Spider-Man stories. So fun fact about this book is I actually kind of read it twice. Because the first time I read it, I didn't understand it. Okay. Uh, why Why didn't you understand it, Brian? I didn't understand it because I didn't really know how like the reproductive things work. You mean sex? Yeah. Coitus, as you say. So when the line is, I, I forget the exact line, but the line is like he, you know, every time he went inside of her, mm-hmm. and I was like, I, I don't know what that means. And that we were in the shop once, and people were talking. About, I was like, I love Spider Man Rain. He goes, You, someone's like, You love radioactive semen killers? <laughs> and I was like, What are you talking about? <laughs> and like they showed me, and they're, I was like, That's not what that means. And everyone in the store is like, Yeah, bro. Yeah. <laughs> So wait, I was really humiliated. Wait, I'm sorry. I love you. I want this to be a safe space, but also, I have to rag on you because it's entertaining. What did you think was happening instead in the book? In your own words, I thought him just being with her, like his sweat, like when they cuddled. His sweat was caught. Like his whole body was the radioactiveness. Okay, you thought it was bodily fluids well, not really just through a layer of skin essentially yeah like him touching her was like giving her radioactiveness I didn't really get that out of it and yeah it was just because I don't I don't know these things and there's a lot of things I learn I'm learning yeah look you still can't say the word bra around me so I know and I don't understand you have this new job and you have to do things that I didn't think ever I have, happened? I, I measure. I do bra measurements, yes. This is correct. And I th- I don't know what that meant until you told me. And I'm like, you got to like put your hands up in there. And I was like, this sounds insane to me that, you would, that women would be like, yes, go ahead, do this. It sounds insane. Well, how do you know that it's going to fit well if you're spending $60 a pop on one of these things? I don't know. To just, wear for one day. I just assume you can just use your hand measurements or something. Be like, I, 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 don't, I don't know. I've never really thought about it. I just thought women just knew. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. I, thought, I don't know. I just thought Jesus told you. I don't know. <laughs> So that's Spider-Man book. I was I was just super super pumped for. Well, now I'm now I'm excited to 
read this. I mean, I have it on the tablet. You can read it. Like, I downloaded it digitally. I have it single issues. Right. I've got the trade upstairs. Like, I love this book. And, and here's another funny part. Mm-hmm. Is Carrie Andrews is the one who did this. And I thought it was a woman. Who told this? I was like, man, I love this woman. This woman's great. It's been a man this whole time. Like he's he's like English, so his name is like Carrie Andrews, like kind of like oh, Carrie really? Elves. Oh, Carrie Elves from Princess yeah. Bride. So like he, he, it's a man. So this whole time, I thought I was like, man, she's the best. Like I, I don't know how many podcasts I've said this on or things I've talked to people about, and people are like, what? Because I thought Carrie Andrews was always a female. I looked it up one day because I was like looking for conventions. I was like, oh, I want to see her. Like, I think it was when I was trying to prepare for you, like her Comic Cons, like which one should we go to other than Terrific Con? Because it's fun to go to other cons as well. Um, and I was like, Where, I wonder if Carrie Andrews does anything here. She's a good woman. And I typed this in. I'm like, who the fuck is that? What is this man? So, yeah, that, that's. So- Wait, I feel like there's going to be like a plot twist. Like Hans has really known this entire time and he just hasn't wanted to correct, correct you because he thinks it's amusing. I think it's how everyone is. No one's corrected me. Jared never corrected me. I would always be like, she's the best. And I don't know if me, he thought I was doing some kind of joke because her name was Carrie and it's a woman's name. And, you know, because that, that would be in my brand of jokes. Yeah. Like would I would have thought that was hilarious. So, yeah, I, I just think like it, it just shocked me. So I, I just I love this Spider-Man story a lot. The um, it's called Spider-Man Rain. Oh, yes. Spider-Man Rain. I'm I'm excited to hear more about it. And why I say it that way is because that if if they are retelling it, we're obviously going to be covering it on the rundown since you are the Spider-Man man. Um, and, and this way I get to experience it like it would have been experienced, you know, with the time in between issues, with us trying to figure out what's happening at the same time. Yeah. So, so that's kind of the fun part for me now is like, we both get to be in on it, even though you're like familiar. four or five issues. It was yeah. just a miniseries. So it's something like you could really, you could read in one night, really. Yeah. So I just... But this I, I got be something really... we could experience both together, even though you're familiar with the general concept. I know. I mean, it's exciting. This is what I love about comics is I know people can bash and be like, like, Superior Spider-Man is the same way. Like, Superior Spider-Man, when that came out, Ryan, that was Ryan Stegman coming back on it, like, coming on a book. Com- coming on a book. <laughs> Literally coming on a book. This is me, one of the Ryan Stegman. <laughs> Ryan Stegman was the artist for the ongoing series like he'd done She-Hulk I met him in Chicago so I was like this is like the first time I've met him and he's doing this book I was beyond ecstatic so to come back and I'm like man what's gonna happen this time with Superior Spider-Man am I going to meet a new artist like if they get some artist that maybe hasn't done Spider-Man before will I fall in love with a new Spider-Man artist I'm pretty stoked yeah the possibility is there I mean, unless it's in that like chibi version of that uh, that was in this last issue. There was all kinds of weird. Uh, there were some fun things like with the duck story. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Oh, uh, yeah. But um, Spider-Boy, they're pushing real hard on. Yeah. But so, Amy, I know a lot of your books have come to an end. Harley screws up the DCU ended. Yeah. Um, that, that was quite an enjoyable book. I enjoyed it. It was very, very 
tongue-in-cheek Harley. It was almost kind of her version of What If, in a way. Like a DC I wish you kind of knew. So, I don't know if you got this joke or not. But you know, you remember in this last issue when Martian Manhunter is shows up and she sets him on fire with the flamethrower? Yes. Do you know what Martian Manhunter's worst fear is? Isn't it the the yellow sun? It's fire. fire. He's afraid of fire. Like he's petrified of fire. Like that's his weakness <laughs> is fire. It's basically like what if Harley sick dogs on me? I know. Or like bees attacked my mom. Like she's like. Hey, Nancy, here's some bees. <laughs> it's equivalent to what it is. And I was I just like, Carly, that's so mean. Well, I mean, she also boinked Aquaman's dad, which is why Aquaman didn't get born. <laughs> it was because she distracted his dad sexually. <laughs> that's kind of hilarious. She also stepped on clay baby Diana, like, because... You know, her mother made her out of clay and shaped her, and she was doing like the whole ceremony and any and everything. And Harley just pops out of a time machine and just steps immediately right on the clay baby. She really did screw up the. DCU. She really did screw up the DCU. Um, it was fun for me. So we've talked before how I don't read a lot of Harley Quinn, but there's times like when stuff happens with Harley, I'm like, ooh, I'm gonna get that first issue there because that looks fun. So the old lady Harley. Yeah, I have that. Upstairs, or it might be downstairs. Now. Downstairs now, half up, half down. Um, I have that issue of Old Lady Harley, and it's hilarious. Yeah. So I seeing her in the Council of Harleys was yes really kind of fun for me. I was like, ooh, I know that one. Oh, also the fact that there was a zombie Harley that was just going braids the entire I know, time. I love that one. That was pretty great. Why'd you stick me between two zombies? I'm not a zombie. I'm just old. <laughs> I know, right? That was great. So I, I know you're disappointed and you're like, what series can I read? Like, I don't know. There's so many books we discuss on the rundown. Well, I mean, some... Night Terrors is co- still ongoing for another couple of weeks. So that's... Which, how do we feel about Night Terrors? H- how? how... <laughs> Wait, I've been dying to say this comment to you. So in one of the books this week... We kind of get to see Insomnia's transformation. And all I can think about during these panels is, is this what Brian just wants to do with his eyelids? <laughs> just just like cut off his eyelids and remove it so he never has to sleep. Oh, that was a night terrors. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh. And I just, I meant to say something. So I'm saying it now on the pod. <laughs> Please don't take this as inspiration. <laughs> Please no, don't I take. Do, this I don't want to cut off my eyelids. It's, okay, it's, good. It, it's a nightmare I have of even like hurting them. Okay, good. Because like I feel like my eyelids do more than just help me sleep. If I didn't have eyelids, I would still stay awake. Yes. Like my eyelids are not what keeps me awake. <laughs> yes. So I just I, I I thought that was insane, but uh, the nightmare stone it ended up in the. In purgatory? Yeah. It wasn't even any of the dreams. What it, was the point of any of these It wasn't in anyone's books? dreams. So I kind of feel bamboozled a little bit. I was like, man, who, who, where is it going to be? Where's the clues? Can I quote you at you? Yeah, quote me at you, me. Welcome to comics. <laughs> I know. <laughs> and it just... Because the stories are really good. Jokers, I think, is by far... Oh, yeah. That is just fun reversal it's 
Yeah, that's been one of my favorites. Like, I, I think out of the whole series, I think Batman's a sob story. It, it's really good, but it's like Tommy. The way Tommy would put it is whiny baby. <laughs> yes, he's being a whiny baby. The whole issue. Yep. Um. So like, I, I was like, man, which one of these stories like could, would I want to read again now? Now that I know the Nightmare Stone isn't in their dreams, like even the next books coming out. What's the point of reading them now that I know the Nightmare Stone isn't in there? Yeah. So I'm just kind of... Are you a little checked out now? A little checked out. I'm a little disappointed in our adventure. We just kind of full stopped. And I was like, man, I wanted to figure it out. I thought it was going to be a mystery of, you know, someone was going to say some clue in one of the books and that would lead us to a clue from another book. Um. Yeah, that ended up not happening. And Green Lanterns could have been just a one shot. I think that's it, a great book, but to make it two issues was just stupid. Yeah, because like when the first issue happened, I was like, Sinestro, why? He he's the master of fear. Why is he afraid of any, everything? And the second issue, basically, he was just like, I need to experience all what fear is so I can become fear and. He's like, yes, I know what that fear is. And he starts absorbing all the feelings he had. Mm. And I was like, that could have been done in one issue. It, it, yeah. it, was, it was fine. Yeah, like I, as much as I really liked Poison Ivies, I feel like that could have been one issue. So well. I, I just, I, I know we got a handful of books still left. And I'm just like, oh, joy. Or maybe they're going to be getting kicked. So I know in some of the books are kicking themselves out of dreams. Like yeah, that so, did start happening a little bit. So maybe these end books here, they're out of their dreams. They just really kind of pop out and they're like, what's going on? And they can be in the real world. That would be cool. Yes. That's the way they can reverse it. Yeah. They'll get me back online if they do that. Okay. Well, hopefully they can uh, make that edit real fast. So. If they didn't already. If I could, Amy. Rick Remender is one of my favorite writers. Okay. Um, Hans introduced me to him. I've read a lot of his stuff. I know his catalog can be a lot of daunting of like, where can I even start? Mm -hmm. May I suggest his brand new series, Sacrificers? Okay. That was a book from last week? Yes. So what this book is, it's a, it's a world where you grow crops and it's all these bird people. Like the whole world is like birds. Like these big blue birds, and they harvest the crops, and they get the crops working, and they give a sacrifice to these gods who keep like the sun working, and like they're not really gods; they're just like people who are smarter than birds, and it's like this whole almost like pet situation, <laughs> human such situation, where they're like, we have to play this role so they learn what goes on in our world. And they'll never question us, because if they did, they would they would never follow us or believe in us. So we, you know, and, and, and the only thing that made them gods is they live longer. Mm -hmm. And if you think about how long a bird lasts compared to a human, of course it's going to seem like thousands of thousands of years if you count in bird lives. Yeah. So I really like that concept. Yeah. So the book, so that, that's kind of the whole concept, and you have to do the harvest. So this harvest goes bad for this one family, mm -hmm. and it's all the boy's fault. So because they didn't get the harvest, he's the sacrifice. And it's just like this whole, like, 
what you do if what if God was real? Your favorite question. And he demanded sac like we have to give him something or we have to sacrifice. Like he wants a comic he comes to our house and he wants ten comics a year. Okay. You know, we'd be good, but other houses maybe they don't have comics. They're like, Okay, we gotta find comics, gotta find comics. They can't find comics, so they have to sacrifice their son. Yeah. Like, it's... I mean, it's with grains and food and stuff. Yes. I just... I don't know why I said comics. Because you're staring at a bunch of I comics. I am staring at a bunch of comics. So, so, Sacrificers is this whole story of what it means to be a sacrificer. It's an honor to sacrifice your life for your family, so that way you're yeah. honoring God. And I just... It's just a whole emotional, religious conundrum. Of like, what if God asked this of us? Like, what what if the God of the God I knew growing up wasn't the actual God, and the God is actually a vengeful God? He's like, I'm demanding sacrifices, man. Like, that would be wild. It would be wild. So I don't. Know, I think you'd get the the birds are real cute in the book. Okay. I I, th- I think you'd like them. They're like, woohoo! I'm a bird. Okay. Well, if they're like, woohoo! I'm a bird, then I'll check it out. But it, it's it's real emotional. Yeah. Um, it's it's real heartbreaking. Cause well, yeah, because like, they're giving up. They're, they're giving up their son, and they're just like, there has to be another way. And like, no, we love God, and this is what He demands. Hail be the sacrificer. Yeah. Because like the boy the night before, he's like, Dad, I'm s- hey, I wanted to see you guys one last time. He's like. Get the fuck out of here! And he takes his belt off and starts beating him. Oh. He's like, "You don't come out here. You know what you did. Oh, it's geez. your fault." The sac like we don't have crops. It may not have been, but father doesn't care. He's beating his kid. Yeah. So there, there's a lot. Like it, it's 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 a very emotional book, and I th- I think you might enjoy it. So I, I know you've been looking for an indie book to jump into. I have. As so you know. I I would highly recommend Sacrificers. All right. Uh, I would say <laughs> I, I'm also intrigued by the bit that we did last week with a swan song. Oh, swan song. I, I, I don't even know how to talk. So I love issue one. Yeah. This whole, it was about the end of the world. And if we knew when the doomsday clock was going to hit, we all going to die. What would we do in these last moments on earth? Mm-hmm. I thought it was awesome. And then this issue two is like the end of marriage, and I was just like, nope. <laughs> Especially one of the scenes was very not accurate. Was they were going over the divorce proceedings, and the wife goes, "I want to go by my maiden name." And I was like, "That's not what happens. That would already have been discussed in the legal papers because you legally have to change your name again." Yeah. So in the you you'd put that in the legal papers. I just know because I've been through it. Yeah. So really threw me out and it was this whole like how love ends and the fights that you have who wins who loses and in the end of the day like maybe you're better off without this person Hmm. so there's no more fights like as much as your life is great together the fights that you have aren't worth it so that's why you wanted to sing Bo Burnham instead yes (laughs) Because Mystery just, solved, folks. Because I just, I, the whole time I was reading, is, love is getting really comfortable, peeing in the pool. I was always singing. Also, did you purposely want 
need to have that line about the porn? No, but like as we that's the whole line. And I was I read the whole thing and I was like, is it too long? And you're like, Yeah, it's too long. It's like, all right, you want what part do you want to take? And I was like, You could do this part and this part, and you're like, <laughs> No, I'll just do the easier part. And I said, Okay. Yeah, I also feel like you wouldn't have actually said porn on air with your face being recorded with you saying the word porn. That might be true, true. I might <laughs> so, have been said sworn. <laughs> that makes sworn cool, and Love is. Love is like real life sworn, except all the things that make sworn cool. Orn, maybe it's some corn. <laughs> Love is real life corn, except all the <laughs> stuff that makes corn cool. <laughs> Love is corn. Love is corn. That's right. <laughs> So, guys, enjoy your corn hub. All right, guys, with that, all this corn talk is making me real corny. (laughs) So I think we need to end it for tonight. We'll see you guys next week. We'll have more things to talk about. I don't know what we're going to talk about because the writer's strike is still going on, so I don't feel comfortable talking about any of the movies. Mm -mm. Because why give that company more money for free advertising? Correct, so me. that they could not compensate their actors and their writers. So we'll be back. We'll talk about a lot more comics. So uh, let us know what comics you're enjoying. We'll talk about them here on the air. I'm really excited about next week, though. Yes. Spider-Man. Something epic. Is oh, yeah, out. something epic. I am loving this book so much. So make yes. sure you guys picked it up at your local comic book shop. And we'll see you guys next week. Bye, everybody. Bye. <laughs>